Welcome to our LA Church's Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy part two on gentleness in a series we introduced last Sunday called How to Live a Meaningful Life by our lead pastor, Rene Molina. Um, so we've been covering a series called How to Live a Meaningful Life. That's what we've been talking about, how, um, how to live a meaningful life. And last week was week one, and we spoke about self-control. That one, man. Do we still have the slides for self-control? No? Have we, did we delete them? Okay, it's fine. It's fine. No. Um, but something I just wanted, last week we spoke about self-control. And something we said about self-control is that self, the key to self-control is self-awareness. You guys remember that? And that's a really important point. That we need to be self-aware if we want to have self-control. And something that we mentioned last week, too, were three, there are three kinds of wills. I don't know if you guys remember. There are three kinds of wills. I know we have, like, every Sunday there's, like, a rotation. So I, um, I know some of you weren't here last service. There are three different wills. The, the impulsive will, the superficial one, the reflective will, and the natural reflective will. You guys remember that? The impulsive will, my little pinky, <laughs> it's the I feel it and I want to get it. You guys remember? I see it. I want it. I like it. I think I butchered it. But anyways, that's the impulsive will. Secondly is the will, the reflective will, is when you're like, you know what? I see it. I like it. I check the price. I put it back. You know what I mean? That's like the reflect. That's the reflective will. It's like, yeah, I really wanted it, but... It's too expensive. I'm putting it back, you know? Then there's the natural reflective will. Where that one's, you naturally are like, you know what? Like, of course I'm not going to do that because that's just not who I am. So the goal is to be at that third level. You guys, I don't know. So just that kind of one point that we touched on. It's really, really important. So now today, today is week two on how to live a meaningful life. You want to know what people want nowadays? Meaning. Nowadays, people are starving for meaning. And I strongly believe that only God could give true, strong, timeless meaning. And so this week, we're going to talk about gentleness. Now, hold on. I'm not going to be talking about how to be nice to people. That's not what I'm be talking about. Gentleness, it's, a, it's much deeper than just being nice. So with that being said, Let's just pray and we'll dive right in. God, we just thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for everything today. God, everyone that's on spring break and traveling the world and we're here in traffic, bless them, God. Please just bless them. Let them have more fun. Ah, and God, just thank you for all of us here, you know, trying to be thankful, you know, not playing. But God, thank you. Speak to us today. Those that couldn't come because of school, because of work, because of um, laziness, uh, whatever it might be, God. Uh, we just ask that you may speak to us today, that those of us that did gather today for service, that we may hear your word and that your word may guide us. And so, God, we just thank you. Um, in your name we pray. Amen. So, like I said, I, I, um, there are certain signs. I want to start off uh, by just sharing. There are certain signs of a healthy single life. There are healthy signs of a healthy marriage, Right? Um, again, if you've been if you've been in the series, it's going to be a little bit review the, the introduction. But there are certain signs that someone's healthy, someone is a healthy marriage. You know, there are certain signs. 
when, for example, uh, an unhealthy marriage is when things are starting to get out of into the public and they're not being able, when you can't contain your stuff within you, the both of you, you guys need outside help. You know what I mean? But if you could manage it on your own, then it's like, wow, that's a good sign, you know? But if you all of a sudden hear something in public about something in the marriage, it's like they need, they need help. They can't do it on their own. Those are certain signs of healthy, unhealthy. And also there's signs of a healthy living body, right? There are certain signs of a healthy living body. You know, you're not pale, you know what I mean? You're, 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 there's some color in you. Uh, you don't stink, you know, usually. Um, and so there are certain signs of a healthy body. And so there are certain also signs of a car breaking down, right? There are certain signs. Like if your car's on fire, like it's most likely there's, you're in trouble. You know, if the light engine goes on, you're in trouble. There's, but there are certain signs that a car is healthy. For example, when you're braking and there's no sound, wow, that's a good sign. Your car is healthy. In the same way, there are signs that you have a meaningful and healthy life. There are signs that you have God pumping in your life. There are signs that you have a meaningful life. Last week, we spoke about one sign, and that sign is self-control. When someone doesn't have self-control, the light engine is on. You see what I'm saying? When you don't have self-control, like your car is starting to make noises and it's starting to get a little dangerous and you need a tune-up. Does that make sense? That's a sign. And today, the second sign of a meaningful life is gentleness. So if you have a Bible, can you go to Galatians chapter 5? Galatians chapter 5. Remember, in the same way, the sign of a meaningful life is gentleness. That's the second sign. And I want to, um, again, we're going to be going over, and I hope you memorize this scripture like by memory. Wow. Memorize the scripture by memory. Um, and these are the signs that someone is healthy. We're going to read them. These are the signs of character, that someone has a solid character. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, there's our word of, uh, for today, and self-control. Next week, we're going to talk about faithfulness. If you guys notice, the, we're kind of going backwards. Um, next week, we're going to talk about faithfulness, how to be loyal, how to be more faithful. But today is gentleness. But what's interesting, and then it says, against such things, there is no what? Say it with me. We're a small, we're a small group today, so I, I need you guys to interact with me. What was I saying? Ah, yes. Against such things, there is no. Yes. You want to know what the word law means for Paul, who wrote this? Law means religion, legalism for Paul. So when you read the word law, read the word religion or legalism. In other words, Paul is saying. For these qualities, religion can't produce them. Legalism can't produce them. Only a genuine relationship with God can produce this. Against such things, there is no law. So in other words, religious and legalistic people, they cannot be loving. They cannot be joyful. They cannot be peaceful. They cannot be etc., etc., etc. You can't force people to do this. All these qualities, all these signs 
are just natural things of somebody surrendering to God daily. Does that make sense? So when Paul says there is no law for this, meaning there's no religion for this, like you can't force people legalistically to do this. I wanted to say that yesterday, uh, last week, but there was just no time. So today, today I want to talk about gentleness. But this is really important. I want to clarify. I'm not talking about how to be nice. I'm not talking about how to be nice, which is very superficial. If you think being gentle is being nice, it's kind of saying like being friendly is the same thing as being loving. No, no, no. There's, it's like loving is like the most deep. Friendly is just you could be friendly to, to anybody. You know what I mean? And so gentleness is way deeper than being nice. Are you guys ready? We're going to, like, we're, we're just diving in like the surface. Now we're just going to. Gentleness is the opposite of harshness. Gentleness is the opposite of being harsh. Say with me, harsh. Now, what is the definition of gentleness? Listen to this. Listen to this. The quality of not being overly impressed by your self-importance. That is gentleness. In other words, gentleness is not being pushy or demanding. You guys see where I'm getting with this? So people that are pushy are people that are not gentle. And what's funny is that gentleness, people sometimes see it like an option. Well, it's just the way he is. It's a, no, no, according to the Bible, that's one of the requirements to prove that God is living in you. Another definition of, of, of gentleness means courtesy or considerateness. Another definition means even temper. Gentleness means even temper. Gentleness is a cousin of self-control. You guys following me? Self-control is a mentality. Gentleness is a behavior, is an action. Gentleness is not being pushy or demanding or being forceful on people. Gentleness is being even-tempered. Being gentle means not letting frustration dictate how you treat people. Being gentle means not letting your anger dictate how you treat the little ones that you live with. You guys following me? Like, this is way more than being nice. This is not letting pride and anger control your life. Gentleness is not letting anxiety uh, make you and, and dictate how you treat and talk to people. You know, some, you know those people that, you know, they're like so frustrated. Stop talking to me right now. It's like, whoa. It's like, oh, my gosh. Like, okay, you, okay, you need some water on, on you. You know what I mean? You need some oil. <laughs> like, or, or people that are so mad that when they get somebody, they almost crush their hand. That is being harsh. And if you are to represent God well, you are to be gentle. It's not allowing your rage or your frustration boss you around on how to treat people. Can I tell you something? Harshness is a few steps away from abuse. Let's say L.A. is like home, right? And let's say you're doing a road trip to... To, to what, to, to Reading, I guess. 
Harshness is like saying San Francisco. You see what I'm saying? Like, if you don't control yourself, you're going to end up abusing somebody. Harshness is a few steps away from abuse. And one of the major signs of a meaningful life, one of the major signs of a godly life is gentleness, is you're not being pushy, you're not being harsh with the people around you. Frustration isn't telling you how to talk to people. Anger isn't telling you how to talk to people. Now, let me be clear, you're going to feel it, but you're not going to let it control you. That's why I said gentleness is a cousin of self-control. So now, true power. I want to tell you today, true power is gentleness. When somebody knows how to be gentle, that's a truly powerful person. The true sign of power isn't being bossy, isn't being pushy, isn't being demanding, isn't being forceful. The true sign that you really are a powerful person is when you're gentle. Why? Because when you're gentle, you know how to control your power and your strength. You know when to be hard. You know when to be soft on somebody. You know how to control yourself. Let me give you an example. For example, like a massive football player that when, like they don't know how to control themselves. Like when they shake your hand, they like cr they crack every bone in your hand. Like that's not, a, that's not really a powerful person because if they were really powerful, they could control that power that they have. You guys follow me? But somebody that is like massive and buff and when they hug you, it's with this softness and it's like, oh my, you didn't break my back. Like, wow, that's someone who's really powerful because they know how to control their weight. They know how to control their, their power. You guys follow me? That is true power when you know how to manage yourself. I want to give you an illustration. Do we have that ready? The, I want to show you guys an illustration, and you're like, wow, Renee, really? You're going to use this illustration? Yes. I want, um, I want to show you this illustration, and we can put it on the screen when you're ready. This is an example of somebody who is truly powerful. Let's watch it. Why did I show you this? This, this guy is one of the most powerful people in, like, the whole geek world, right? <laughs> and how is it shown? Through his gentleness. He is one of the most powerful people, and he knows, like, just, just that image of him being able to treat a child. And, Renee, this guy's a villain. I know, but my point is not his intentions. My point is to see his gentleness, like, how powerful this, this guy is that he was able to treat gently somebody so small. Because true power is gentleness, how you can control your strength. Parents. True gentleness is how you control your authority with little ones in your home. You guys follow me? True gentleness is not demanding anybody or, or, or being pushy to anybody. When you have power in your job or when you have power wherever you're at, you're not showing how powerful you are by giving orders. You're showing how powerful you are by how gently you treat those around you. Now, can I clarify, gentleness does not equal weakness or dumbness. You can be firm and gentle at the same time. Let's put the quote up. There's this man that they spoke about his gentleness. His name's St. Dominic in the 1200s. Um, and they would say, um, his brother said this about him. 
he reprimanded offenders justly and so affectionately that no one was ever upset by his correction and punishment. Imagine this man's gentleness that, like, people around him were like, no, go ahead, punish me. Like, it's like, it's like, please. Like, they welcomed his punishment because he did it with such gentleness. But how are the people around us when they know we're mad? Are they scared? Because if you are causing fear, like, being scared, uh, fear in those around you when you're upset, you're not a gentle person. If you truly want to be powerful, you need to learn how to control your frustration, your anger. You guys are kind of quiet. I hope, I hope we're, uh, are you guys good? You guys, you guys are cool? Yeah, okay. <laughs> you guys gentle, you're going to be gentle with me, right? <laughs> I want to give you one of the reasons why we're not, we don't live a life of gentleness. Because we're too fast. We move too fast in life. And when you move too fast in life, you're easily, you're easily prone to smash other people. Our lives are too fast. I think, I don't know if Stephen or Nicole said it once. They were saying how, like, once we wake up, it's like, boom, like, let's go, you know? Our life is so fast that it's too fast. How do you know your life is too fast? When you're starting to be harsh with those around you. When you're starting to smash the people around you because of your busyness, your frustration, your anger, your anxiety, you're going too fast. Gentleness requires patience. I'm reading this book. It's an amazing book. And he was on a board of different universities. And you know what he said? He said something that blew my mind. He said, there are no bad students. There are just terrible teachers. I was like, whoa. I'm going to say that again. He said, there are no bad students. There are just terrible teachers teachers what does that mean I kind of got the goosebumps of how good that was what, what does that mean that means that that it's up to the student I mean to the teachers to be patient and gentle and learn and and learn how the students learn does that make sense so what does that mean that means that if you're getting frustrated with somebody you're trying to explain uh, something to it's not their fault. It's your fault. You need to know how to, how to feed it to them in the way they're going to eat it because it's not what you say. It's how you say it. Gentleness is giving thought to how you, how you express something. I'm telling you, gentleness is way more. And can I tell you something? People that are not gentle, it shows signs of them. So let me give you an example. You, the reason why we're not gentle is because we're too fast to understand people. We think we understand them. We think we, we know them already. Well, yeah, it's because it's they're, they're slow. It's like, no. Like, have you taken the time to, like, try to learn from them and try to see what's going on? No, it's just be, they're just so needy and so, like, self-centered. Oh, whoa. Like, have you listened to their past? Do you know their story? Did you know they grew up without parents? 
They didn't have anyone give them attention. No, it's just because they're, they're just so angry all the time. Well, have, do you know their schedule, how crazy their schedule is? Like, if you try to understand that, the reason why we're so harsh all the time is because we're too fast to understand people. This guy is just insecure. He's just, that's why he's so, he's just insecure. No, no, you're just, move, whoa, slow down. Understand them. Another reason is because we're too fast to judge people. We're, we think we're like the best judges. And can I tell you, that some people, they say the worst witness in a court of law, in like a, a trial, is the eyewitness. Because the eyewitness could sometimes see something completely different to what really happened. Because the eyes can be deceiving. And we're too fast to judge people. Another reason is that we're too fast to condemn people. Some of us, man, we're just ready with that, like, with the guillotine, huh? We're just ready with that knife to be like, no, death penalty, done, gone, out, gone. Satan in the flesh. He's just an incarnated demon. I just know it. It's like, whoa, like, you're going too fast. Do you have the patience to understand this person? Let me tell you something. If you move super fast, you're going to have a very sad marriage. It, but if you have patience, that's why I love scripture because it says true love is patient. True love is willing to understand the other person. It's funny because Kaylee and I, it is crazy how different we are. It's like insane. Sometimes I'm blown away how different we are. Like seriously. The way our mind works, the way we see, like, God, the way we see life, the way we see money, the way it's just, like, you could go almost through every, like, area, and we're so different. But what makes it work? Love. We love each other, and we, uh, harmony is when two different uh, notes make one beautiful sound, right? And that's what we do. Like, we try to make, we're not perfect, but we try to make it work because we are willing to be patient with each other. And it's like, okay, Kaylee's not seeing it this way. Like, what? How else can I say it? Like, okay. And then I'm like, okay, so let's try this way. And she's like, I'm still lost. And I'm like, okay, um, what about uh, this way? Um, okay, I'm kind of getting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and, you, and you just got to be patient with the people you love. Why, Renee? Because if not, you'll be harsh and you'll smash them and then you'll destroy their dream. Something I love, that's something King David said. I was blown away by this. King David once, when he was in trouble, he said, let me fall into the hands of the Lord because his mercy is great. But please do not let me fall into human hands. Why was David so afraid of falling into human hands because he knew that us humans were too fast to judge. We're too fast to condemn. We're like Flash, but when it comes to judging people. Flash, if you didn't know, it's like the superhero. Anyways. And God, God is merciful. Why is he merciful? Because he's willing to sit down in front of you and ask you, hey, what's going on? Why are you so upset all the time? 
Gentleness asks what you need. Harshness tells you what you need. And I want to close with the ultimate example. Jesus. Jesus. If you have a Bible, can you go to John? I want to show you this example of gentleness. Man, this, talk about uh, uh, Thanos of just uh, so much power. Jesus is like even more powerful. John 13. I want to show you this example of this person so powerful, the most powerful, and still so gentle. John 13, verse 3. Listen to this. Jesus, or read it with me. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. In other words, Jesus knew he had all the power in the universe. Like, this is real power, not like make-believe power. <laughs> so he got up. Uh, where, where am I? Okay, so he got up from the meal. After knowing this, took off his outer clothing. So he was almost naked. Outer clothing and wrapped the towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. This is the ultimate example of gentleness. He had all the authority, all the power in the universe, and he was still able to gently wash his disciples' feet, his team's feet. You guys see what I'm saying? If the most powerful person can control themselves and be gentle, then so can we. True power, those of you that have power at work, those of you that have power at home, those that have power at church, those that have power wherever you go, your true power is shown in how gentle you are. Now let me, again, I'm not saying gentleness is weakness. No, 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 no. I'm saying gentleness is be having love in the way you communicate truth. That's what I'm talking about. And Jesus was so caring. You know, can I clarify something? You know you could be caring and be pushy at the same time? You can be caring. You, did you know you could be too caring? You could be caring and be harsh at the same time. I know there's people in my life. They're just, they have so much love. They have so much love and so caring. But sometimes it's, I feel like, I feel like crushed, you know, by their care. And it's like, like, you're kind of crushing me. Like, I know you care, but like, gosh, I feel like I can't breathe. And it's like, because you could care so much. It's like they say, with people, you have to hold them like you hold a bar of soap. You, you can't squeeze too hard and you can't squeeze too loose, right? You need to have that balance. And that balance is being able to be gentle. Honestly, it saddens me when I hear of pastors that treat the people in their church with harshness. If you are a pastor, if you are a leader, if you represent God wherever you go, you better be gentle. You have no right to be pushy. You have no right to be demanding. Because we're all called to be gentle. 
Jesus, again, the ultimate example of our life. Um, it was crazy because, and I, I want to land the plane with this. When Jesus was being betrayed by one of his closest friends in the one of the most tense play, uh, times in his career, in his ministry, one of the most crazy moments in the garden when he's about to get betrayed and the most tense and the most pressurized moment where it's like everything's just adding to the climax, he still has the gentleness to call his betrayer friend. That is the ultimate example of gentleness. Thank you for tuning in to this week's message. We hope this message comforted and challenged you. RLA is a biblical grassroots church located in South Los Angeles. We are a community who is here to restore the hurting, anxious, and those discouraged by religion. Thank you for listening.